innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like newborn infants, alleluia. Long for the pure spiritual milk of the word, alleluia. Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Like newborn infants, alleluia. Long for the pure spiritual milk of the word, alleluia. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have to God on high. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee, we give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God, the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For 
Let us pray. Almighty God, great, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in your life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, now and forever. Old Testament lesson for Quasimodo Geniti. The second Sunday of Easter is written in the 37th chapter of the prophet Ezekiel, beginning at the first verse. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. And then he said unto me, Prophesy over these bones, and say unto them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you you will live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and I will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you will live, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a sound, and behold a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone, and I looked, and behold there were sinews on them, and flesh had covered upon them, and covered over them with skin. But there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, O son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and the breath came upon them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost and we are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. I will bring you into the land of Israel and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. And then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it. 
declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson is written in the fifth chapter of St. John's first epistle, beginning at the fourth verse. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is in that overcomes the world, except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, that He is born concerning His Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God is born concerning His Son. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia! He has risen from the dead. Behold, He is going before you to Galilee. Alleluia! Eight days later, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Alleluia. gospel is written in the 20th chapter of St. John, beginning at the 19th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being shut where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said unto them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said unto them again, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. If ye forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If ye retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Unless I see it in his hands, the print of the nail, and place my finger in the mark of the nails, and thrust my hand in his side, I will not believe. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. The doors were shut, but Jesus came and stood among them and said unto them, Peace be with you. Then he said unto Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand 
put out your hand and place it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said unto him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you might believe on Jesus that he is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to the O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and our, for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Led them with unmoy 
rise and fought through the Red Sea waters. Tis the spring of souls today, Christ has burst his and from three days deep of death has the Son of Risen. All the winter of our sin, long and dark, is flying from his light to whom is given, Lord, and praise unto Now the queen of seasons bright strain of triumphant gladness. <clears throat> In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, 1775, Carl Linnaeus, the founder of modern systematic biological classification, listed three existing human species. There was Homo sapiens, thinking man, Homo troglodytes, caveman, and Homo ferus, wild man. He included these in his Systema Naturae, which he published that same year. And since 1775, much more evidence for the existence of a living wild man has come to life. Professional scientists have observed wild men in natural surroundings all over the world. They have even observed live captured specimens. They have observed hundreds 
of, uh, in a few dead specimens and collected physical evidence of hundreds, if not thousands, of footprints. They have interviewed many thousands uh, of non-scientist informants and investigated a vast amount of wild man lore contained in ancient literature and traditions. Despite this, no zoo or museum in a civilized nation has in its collection a wild man specimen, live or dead, and many will say that all the wild man evidence mentioned above exists simply as reports, and that reports alone, uh, even those given by scientists, are not sufficient to establish the existence of wild men. Hard evidence available now to anyone who wants to see it and touch it is required. But what is the real status of hard evidence? Can a physical object in and of itself confirm a certain idea about an aspect of human origin, for instance? Or answer, the answer to that question is, is, is of course, no. In paleontology or paleoanthropology, as in many areas of science, evidence exists primarily in the form of, you guessed it, reports. So writes Michael Cremo and, Tom, and Richard Thompson in their book, Forbidden Archaeology. In fact, in fact, one of the most recent sightings in Alabama of a wild man actually happened uh, on the 21st of November, 2021, on a Sunday morning, five miles north of Orange Beach on the uh, Beach Expressway. Yeah. A 57-year-old uh, property manager was coming up from the beach on his way to church, I believe, and uh, as he was coming around that S-bend there, he saw something run across the road that he was convinced uh, was not human. It was way too tall to be a human. It was not wearing any clothing or shoes, and it was covered completely in what he thinks was hair and running very fast. In fact, he was so shocked at what he saw, he pulled off the road and looked off into the tree line where it disappeared. He, he couldn't believe it. He called the BFRO, the Bigfoot Reporting Organization, and then they came and investigated. And the, and the investigators convinced that the man uh, is being truthful. He doesn't know what he saw, but he doesn't think it was a human. And it certainly wasn't a bear. What was it? I don't know. Who knows? That was five miles north of Orange Beach on the beach, the Foley Beach Express. And the Sunday after the first Easter, the, the original Quasimodo Genetee, Jesus' body is still not in his tomb. And the tomb is still empty. And nobody knows what happened to him. They don't. Now, Mary Magdalene did make some reports. I mean, she did what her Lord had instructed her. She had gone to Jesus' brethren and he, and she had told him that Jesus is ascending to my Father and our Father and your God and my God. He did, she did tell them that. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples everything that she had seen and heard. And that he had spoken these things to her in John 20, 17 and 18. But did they believe her? Of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. They didn't believe her. They, don't, they, don't, they didn't believe her any more than you believe me that there was a Bigfoot scene on the Foley Beach Express in the S-turn on November 21st, 2021. Do you? Of course you don't. Because you need more than hearsay. 
to believe in the Bigfoot. And you need more than hearsay to believe that Christ was raised from the dead, that he is risen, that he is risen indeed. You need more evidence than that, don't you? I do. And yet the same day, at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut by the disciples where they were assembled for fear of the Jews, right, what happened? Jesus came and stood in their midst and said, Peace be unto you. Jesus came and stood in their midst. Behind, he appeared to them behind locked doors. Pretty interesting, isn't it? I mean, this really is incredible. I mean, it is as incredible as tonight. You get a, a knock at your door and you open your door and there's the Bigfoot standing there. and He's got a whole case of Jack Link's uh, dried meats for you. The sorted ones, the turkey jerky too, which is really good, I think. And then you later show me the box, right? And I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but I don't believe that the, the Bigfoot gave you that. But, but thanks. I do like the beef jerky. Now, you wouldn't believe that either, would you? Uh, you wouldn't believe it. Nope. But they believed it. They, they believed it because they saw it. They believed it because... They saw it. And what was the first thing out of Jesus' mouth? Irene umen, peace be unto y'all, literally. Peace be to y'all, or for you all. It's in the dative, so it's to or for you. And in the widest sense of the word, this word irene, peace, means the normal state of all things. As when St. Paul writes to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints. Yes, Irene, peace, means that the war between God and man is ended. And that we and God are again in communion with each other. We abide in him and he abides in us. And because we abide in him, and he in us, because we know that he has forgiven us, we now are able to forgive each other, which we have a hard time doing, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yes. This is why God the Son, Jesus Christ, comes to us. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, did he? But that the world through him might be saved. And he who believes in him is not condemned. Yet, he who does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God because there's salvation and no other name given under heaven among men except that of Jesus Christ. Therefore, this irene, this peace that Jesus declares to his disciples as they were cowering behind, you know, hard locked doors of solid wood is really talking about, that peace is talking about eschatological salvation, the final salvation of the whole person. It's not talking about an absence of worldly conflict or an absence of worldly problems. It's talking about the final culmination of, of God's peace with us in paradise forever. It is the peace that surpasses all human understanding and keeps your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Right? It's the peace of the resurrected Jesus. This is salvation. And we know this peace when we read Revelations 12.10, where 
the apostle, the apostle John writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of Christ have come. They have come. Because the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. They did not love their own lives even unto death. So Jesus' peace ends with what Satan had started at the tree. On the tree of the cross, Christ ends what began at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Our conflict began in Eden, that, that first tree, and then the second tree, this tree, becomes the tree of the peace that goes beyond human understanding, because who can understand it, really? And how does Jesus deliver this peace to the men that, that are locked behind, the, the, behind the, the, the doors for fear of the Jews? He does it by, by his real presence unto them. That's how he does it. He does it by their real presence. And this is true, and this was also had to be true for Thomas. Because we, like Thomas, need more than words, don't we? We really do. We need to see our Lord. We need to hear his words in our ears. And just as Jesus understood Thomas's doubts and ventilated his doubts, so, so Christ comes into our midst to allay our doubts as well. And he does this by also declaring peace to us. Peace to us. Yes, just as he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand and thrust it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but be believing. So Christ does the same for us. He appears to us here in this place through his word and through his mysterion, his sacraments. Yes, and in holy baptism, he touches us. He places our hand in his wounds through water and connected to his word and washes away all of our sins with the same blood and water that, that flowed from his side. And Christ also appears to us in his true body and blood under the bread and wine veils of holy communion where he beckons us to come to his table and take and eat and take and drink his true body and blood given and shed for us for the forgiveness of all of our sins. So that in that sacrament, we taste and see the fruit of Christ's victorious resurrection. So that like St. Thomas, after touching Jesus' wounds, we too become believing and not unbelieving. Then we too will understand that Jesus lives. And because he lives, we shall live also. In the name of Christ Jesus, our risen Savior. Amen.
a pleasure to have everyone here today. I know that often on Low Sunday, which is what we clergy uh, jokingly refer to sort of as gallows humor, the Sunday after Easter, it's very nice having you here. Um, I know I hear comments sometimes, you know, why aren't there people here today or something? Well, that's, that's irrelevant. All I need is one person to make it a valid service, and I'm happy that I have many more than that, and I'm glad all of you are here. It's a wonderful blessing to me as a pastor that you, you're here. And, um, and on Low Sunday, uh, just to note the blue news for this week, we have an elders meeting in council at 6 and 7 on Tuesday. And then also um, note that um, there's a few other events going on. The main thing we're getting ready to do, though, is Family Promise. You probably noticed the shower van behind the youth house um, getting ready for that. So uh, if, you, if you have extra time, please look at the board. We always need people to help volunteer to help with that. And it's a wonderful thing. Also, you probably noticed the flyer for the youth trip in the bulletin. Um, yeah, we, we ask that if you're, if you're serious about attending, we'd love to have you. Uh, but please, we need to know by May 1st, because we have to send in our reservation for, for rooms by then. So if you can confirm with either myself, Amanda, or Hector or Ramos uh, by May 1st, just to let me know, yeah, we, we're coming. That would be really great. That would be really great so that we can uh, make sure we have enough rooms for everybody. Um, after that time, it, it becomes difficult to, to guarantee a room for you. Uh, and then we have a couple prayer requests today. One is for Scott Godwin, who is a friend of Bonnie Smith. He is suffering from a Crohn's disease. Is that right, Bonnie? Okay. So we'll pray for Scott. And then also, um, some of you may have remembered Weston Slade. He was a young man that was uh, in confirmation and about 10 years ago or so. Good friend of the Rainers. And uh, he, he died uh, last week. And um, so we, we mourn with the Slade family as they, uh, as they mourn the loss of a, of a young man that died very young and very tragically. So we pray for them. And then we also pray for all other of our members who are suffering from various ailments and challenges. The Lord be with you. peace, let us pray to the Lord for the peace that is from above and for the well-being of the churches of Christ and all the godly unity of Christendom. Let us pray to the Lord for this holy house and for those who in faith, piety, and the fear of God offer here the worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord for Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ, for all pastors and teachers and all people. Let us pray to the Lord. For our nation, all our people, for our president and Congress, our governor and legislature, our judges and magistrates, and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. Amen. For the sick and the sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those who are in need and distress, for the homebound and the infirm, especially we pray this day for Doris and Ed, for Joyce and Mary, for Mary, Alice and 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 Mark, Eddie and Norma, Kim and Suzette, for Terry and Jennifer, for Jackie and Tony, for Diane and Hunter, Chris and Gail, Marion and Clayton, Meredith and James, George and Larry Dean, Earl and Suzette, for Bob and Mallory, Mark and Hank, Sandy and Megan, 
for Isaac and Haley, Jay and Nance and Tracy, Michelle and Carl, Karen and Jimmy, for Tina and Ainsley, for Kevin and Ron, Mary Ellen and Brian, Natalie and Thelma, for Jesse and Ralph, Theo and Easton, for Doug and Fallon, Colby and Jamie, Audra and Francis Grace, for, for Hugh and Waylon and Ryan. And we pray for all the families of our parish who mourn, especially for Tate, the Tatum and Rogers family, the Tackle family, the Gross family, the Floriansig and Parsons families, the Freeman family, the Nielsen family, the Osbacher and Schwartz families, the Gallardi family, the Whitfield family, the Gershenschlager family, the Johnston and Williams family, the Bird and Ulrich family, and the Gibbons family. And we also pray, uh, Heavenly Father, for those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead. Let us pray to the Lord. Finally, we pray this day um, for Scott Godwin and all others who are suffering from um, sickness or ill health. Lord God, Heavenly Father, look down from heaven. Behold, visit and relieve thy servant Scott and all others in our parish, Heavenly Father, known to you, thy servants. Look upon them with the eyes of thy mercy and give unto them comfort and sure confidence in thee. Defend them from the dangers of the enemy and keep them in perpetual safety and peace through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And finally, we pray for the family and all others who mourn the death of Weston Slade. Have compassion, O Lord, upon all who mourn, upon all who are lonely and desolate because of the death of Weston. Give unto them such earthly solace as thou seekest to be best for them, and bring them to a full knowledge of thy love, and wipe away all their tears for the sake of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.